Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really, truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be connecting with you here on my spiritual podcast, Divine Throughline. Uh, kind of following the sacred thread that weaves together all life's experiences. I'm hearing, hearing a little bit of reverb on my voice, and it's actually coming just naturally from the room because I have everything turned down. So uh, we'll hope that this uh, can get remedied in the production of the recording. Uh, but anyway, I'm super excited to be here sitting with you. Uh, such a meaningful experience to be able to connect through this extraordinary medium of the podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who's been tuning in and for all your incredible questions and emails and sharing of your life experience. It truly, truly touches my heart. So thank you for all of that. I've just returned from Joshua Tree where I spent, uh, went for three days, actually two nights and three days. I went on probably my first camping trip in my entire life now since I was very, very young. Even though I was raised in Alaska, I was not a camping girl. Uh, My father used to go uh, out into the bush to get away from the family. So it was not done as a family event, and I think the one time he did take me, he was ill-prepared, and I froze and cried, so I never went. Um, So incredibly excited. I went to Joshua Tree with my two girls, Jaya and Mathis, who are in spring break, and Leah, my beautiful partner, Leah, and photographer, um, and an amazing artist named Avery Wheelis, who is an incredible artist, video director, and all around amazing human being. And we traveled to Joshua Tree to shoot my first music video. I'm so incredibly excited to be working with Avery. Um, she actually listened to all of my music and she selected a song that I wrote many years ago called Beloved. It's a really gorgeous, deep, song about um, being in a very dark night and the lyric is beloved you must be very near to me now because I'm dying Um, so anyway this is a song that I actually sang in the temples at Dominher many years ago with the intention of infusing it with a very sacred energy It, it meant a lot to me at the time that I wrote it So I was super excited that Avery chose that song, and we had an amazing experience uh, shooting in the desert um, and creating and being artists together. So uh, all of the girls, we all brought sketch pads and sat around the campfire in the evenings drawing and sharing experiences, and it was a very artistic, amazing, creative goddess experience, and 
very, very blessed that I got to experience that. Also, I'm super excited. I'm going to actually put you on hold right now because I hear little steps coming up the door, up the stairs. Okay, they're not going to come in. We're lucky. Okay. Um, one of the coolest thing, you guys, is I discovered a portable Coleman stove with two gas um, burners. I was out of my mind. I could have camped forever. I was just... I was over the moon that I could cook so much amazing stuff. The food was delicious. I did braised Brussels sprouts with sauteed mushrooms in a balsamic glaze. I also made a homemade ramen with spinach and gluten-free green tea noodles, sprouted tofu with a peanut sauce, a ginger marinade. Um, I also did, of course, avocado toasties, Got to do that around the campfire, right? Um, And then we had an amazing cacao-based hot chocolate that actually Mathis made in the morning, and we had vanilla um, vegan marshmallows in those. So it was an all-around pretty amazing experience, and we shot some incredible stuff. So I can't wait to share that with you. I think I'm going to probably share the song with you during this podcast because I want to sort of get it out there again. Um, But anyway, I should be releasing a video pretty soon for Beloved. So anyway, thanks God for allowing me to experience that while I'm in a body. I appreciate that. Okay, so checking in. There's so many topics to cover in this complicated life that we are all navigating. And it's hard for me to choose exactly which subjects to dive into. Um, It seems like I could do a podcast every single day, and I haven't really been doing the healing techniques, which is kind of a bummer, Um, but there's a lot of past techniques. So if any of you guys are are tuning in and and maybe missing some of the healing, I really recommend that you go back to past episodes and try out the other techniques. Um, You know, they say that we really only need one really good technique to allow us to awaken. And if you're like me, um, you like a lot of variety, which I'm not saying is always a good thing. But um, I think we're always trying new, trying new, trying new, where if you pick one and stick with it, it actually has the ability to go a little deeper with the groove. You can experience this also with my meditation practice, which I offer on my site at srimati.com. Jai Release is a 30-minute meditation program that is designed for the modern being. It consists of four parts, and it's uh, very, very useful uh, to focus and allow you to sink into a space of of, uh, stillness, of a gap, of a pause, and also teach you how to build your light body so that you are in your own protective energetic sphere or world um, in this case, it's a it's a tree structure, um, but it's uh, very very important that we have our energy intact and that we are doing these spiritual practices, kind of like brushing your teeth. Um, there is a lot of interference in the field right now. Extremely intense time. This past week was quite something, and uh, I found myself as I stepped in a puddle of pain body. Do you guys know what that feels like? Um, you literally are just slimed with pain body, pain body's activated, and uh, your little self is just completely um, activated. 
<laughs> so um, we need to have these practices of breathing, of pranayama, of these meditation practices that help us to move out of that and shift out of that so that we can find our balance or remember our balance or return into this eternal consciousness, which is breathing all of us. So I do recommend that you go back, try out some earlier techniques. Um, I'm very, very happy and excited to announce that a podcast listener, Lydia, has come forward and she works with motion graphics. And we are going to start working on this model, the harmonic model. I've been meditating with this multidimensional model now daily, and it's revealing itself to me in deeper and deeper ways and and uh, expressions. Um, I'm also on the verge of going into a workshop this weekend, for, actually it's for six days. I'm going to be receiving the geometric codes of the template. And I think I posted this in Divine Throughline Facebook group. If any of you missed it, I highly, highly recommend that you go on YouTube and search the template. Um, Watch Ceremonies 1 and 2. It's quite an extraordinary um, expression of new evolutions of sacred geometry that have never been here before. There's also a very powerful kind of summary of the current state of, uh, of life on planet Earth and also reminding us that we are divine humans and by reclaiming and reawakening these DNA strands, dormant DNA, junk DNA, we can reclaim our divinity as the divine human, which is the original intention. So I can't, I can't uh, recommend it enough. It's quite extraordinary. And I have the opportunity actually through my beautiful friend, uh, Tamara, to um, attend this ceremony and actually dive into it further. So I'll let you guys know how it is. Um, I haven't experienced it firsthand. So uh, we will see how this next week goes. But I'm, I, I'm really, uh, I think it's going to be an incredible tool, an incredible uh, stepping stone, and something that I can share with all of you as I uh, become versed in it and, and actually uh, learn more about it and, and reawaken this within myself. So that's super exciting. And so Lydia and I are going to work together. We're going to get this hologram, um, this, uh, that's not what I meant to say. We're going to get this model, this uh, resonator model actually built in a 3D visual sense so that we can actually use it as our core tool to tap in to consciousness as actually the divine through line core practice. So um, that is going to be extraordinarily beautiful. So today I wanted to uh, talk about how we come to a place of self-forgiveness. As human beings, we go through so many experiences in our life. And many times when we're awakening, we make decisions or we go through experiences that are contrary to what society says is the definition of being a good person, in quotes, a good person, a true person, a loyal person, Um, All of those beautiful attributes that we aspire to, and yet when one is separated from source, uh, we often betray the people who love us the most, 
um, the people we love the most. And how do we navigate through that? How do we reconcile that when there is wreckage in our lives because of the consequences of the choices we've made? Um, How do we reconcile when we've made decisions that have hurt people in our own life? And how do we really come to a place of self-forgiveness as we go through these human lives, which are extremely complicated and actually set up to, uh, (laughs) to catalyze us into this transformation. So from one perspective, we could view that those that have been given the opportunity to experience a dark night are indeed extremely blessed. And I used to say that if you were extremely blessed at least one time, you would go through a dark night experience. Now, of course, those can come in many different forms. And in this episode this week, I'm speaking to um, the type of episode where either behavior of addiction of any kind, so it could be sexual addiction, it could be uh, drug abuse or alcohol abuse or gambling, you know, any kind of addiction that forced you to hurt the people you love, to um, fail uh, your children, your partner, your parents, your society, um, and even, uh, you know, in terms of financial collapse, uh, one could be feeling that they failed society, the very society itself, you know, that, that definition of what it means to be an upstanding citizen. So, of course, there are all different kinds of criteria with which we judge ourselves in a 3D world. And um, I think, you know, the beginning step to releasing yourself and finding self-forgiveness is to understand that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and that the earth experience or school or life is set up to provide us experiences that will bring us to remember our true essence. And most oftentimes, we remember our essence or we have the greatest expanse of evolution in the challenging experiences, in the traumas, in the um, difficulties. And so the reason that we end up disappointing people in our lives is that the whole societal expectation is set up to begin with to uh, make us think or believe that we have to act in a certain way in order to be a good person, in order to be a good husband, in order to be a good wife, in order to be a good mother. And what I would say is that if we were able to tap into our spiritual essence and make that connection first and find that very focused alignment you know, like if you had never betrayed yourself, let's talk about self-betrayal. If you had never betrayed yourself since you were a child, meaning that you were able to know what was in your heart and be that and express that freely, then possibly uh, you wouldn't have found yourself in situations that made you feel unfulfilled, disconnected, and 
In my experience, that happens when we are disconnected from our spiritual essence. When we think that all life is, is about this personality, this dress that we're wearing, this bodysuit, and that we are trying to achieve some sort of notoriety, success, uh, visibility, uh, title, status in this kind of rigged system, right, that benefits a small percentage of the population um, and that people are rewarded in society for making money, for achieving power, for owning lots of land or real estate. So in a way, we've bought into this false world and we, so we get into it and, and we achieve it in some level. You know, there's many different fish bowls, so it can be at very many different levels. But let's say you meet somebody, you fall in love, you have a family, and you seemingly have everything in your life is, you know, is what everybody wants. And yet you're still unfulfilled. And so you start to reawaken yourself. Uh, maybe you find something you love. It's a hobby or yoga or training or uh, anything, uh, you know, eating plant-based. And um, you find that you're, you're searching for a world that is outside of the world that you have already created. And what we will find after many, many experiences and after gaining some maturity is that all experiences have a lifespan, everything in this realm, everything, you know, will be born and everything will die. All of your experience that you see around you as you look around the room where you're listening to this podcast right now, all of that will drop away. All the relationships, all the physical stuff, um, as it stands right now, the physical body. So all of these external uh, diversions or external objects will change over time. Nothing is static. And when we make, you know, vows for marriage and we, you know, make this commit, you know, till death do us part, um, it's kind of a tall order, you know, to make that vow and to, um, I mean, thank God in my case, you know, I've been married three times, but Thank God I had a different perspective and I was able to view that in a different way because if I had not been able to view it in a different way, I would have been in a, in a physically abusive relationship and, you know, who knows where that would have led, you know, at some point. But, you know, I guess it's, it's very empowering to understand that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, that everything that we encounter in our life is for our learning, for our evolution, for our unfoldment. And in addition to that, there are two energies involved in every single relationship. So even if you, let's say you were married and your wife was the nicest person on the planet and she always did everything for you and she was a good friend, and she was a good mother, and you're in a marriage with her, and you, uh, you, know, you end up breaking confidence or betraying her or going outside of the marriage, um, you know, that is not an act that I, that I condone or that I say, oh, that, that's great, or oh, it doesn't matter. But what I will say is that each, each part of the relationship will have to deal with 
the deeper meaning of what happened in that relationship. So uh, you can only reconcile your part. You can't reconcile another person's part for that. And so inventory needs to be taken, like a very honest, clear look um, needs to be taken at our own part in the hurts that we have caused, in the betrayals we have participated in, in our actions that have um, uh, you know, done harm to another human being emotionally, physically, uh, or spiritually. So uh, there is a, an ownership and a responsibility that is really required for really full, really to be a full grown up, really to fully step into your spiritual essence. And that has to be done with true sincerity and a very, very clear heart. Um, it cannot be lip service. And what we all have to realize is that you, you cannot hide from yourself and you cannot lie to the universe. You can't say sorry and not, and, you know, inside feel entitled and the universe not know that. <laughs> so there's no lying to the universe. It knows. It, it's like energy knows. And you will, you know, there's no getting away from you. There is no getting away with it. There's no getting away with anything. And what do they say, that joke about, you know, death like or life, no one gets out alive, you know? So you have to reconcile within yourself your own actions. But what I will say, because this particular podcast is about how do we come to self-forgiveness, is no matter how horrific any act that you have perpetrated or that you have been involved in in your life, there is a grace of consciousness that is always forgiveness, that is always love, that is seeing you in your highest essence. And even in my own relationship with my family and with Rich, and, you know, there's a way to separate. You can say to somebody that you, you know, that you, you didn't like their behavior or you were very, very upset or disappointed with your behavior but that you, you still love them. You know, the, the behavior is different from the soul. The behavior is separate from the soul. And there are many, many reasons why we hurt the ones we love. Um, it can be, you know, years of buried uh, anger, suppressed anger coming from a completely different place. It can be, uh, you know, a myriad of things. It can be a self-loathing that comes out or an attempt to self-sabotage. Um, it can be exterior circumstances or energies that are, you know, producing certain results. But if you really, really take responsibility and have a sincere desire for forgiveness, um, to, uh, to forgive yourself, um, you can receive that and you are worthy to receive that. When you have fallen, um, that is what might be called a sin. I don't, I think that might be the first time I've ever used that word in my life. But if you have fallen, you know, that and, you know, betrayed somebody or done something that was really, um, really a low vibrating uh, action, um, that's one part, okay? But if you are sincerely sorry and you have offered this over to something greater than you and you have accepted responsibility for your part and you have, uh, express your regret or your maybe looking in hindsight of how, you know, you've seen and reflected on how you may have done things in a different way, how you may have been able to handle things in a different way, then 
if you continue to beat yourself on top of that, you're recreating the imbalance again and again and again. And that is disrespectful and dishonoring to your beauty of being a divine being. So to be able to find a way to understand um, that you produce this experience in your life for your evolution and how you're going to atone for this um, transgression, this betrayal, this hurting of others and yourself is you are going to vow to not lose the lesson. You are going to examine it with such a magnifying glass that you're going to see within yourself any area of imbalance, any area of illusion. You're going to make sure that you've made amends to everyone, even if they don't forgive you, but you've made the action sincerely with all, all the love that you have. And then you must vow to treat yourself as tenderly and as carefully and lovingly as you would anybody else you hurt or any other child because it is a lower aspect or a younger aspect of yourself or a different aspect of yourself that actually acted out in this way for a reason. It's up to you to find that reason and to find the reconciliation and really see what has happened. And you have to find a perspective that serves you in a positive way so that you can move forward. So it's like you see what's wrong, okay? You, you recognize what is wrong and what happened. You take responsibility for that, and then you stop to look at that. Okay, it has to go. In order to move forward, you, in order to be reborn, you have to take a new breath and you have to step into a new moment. It's a new moment. We're reborn in every single moment. And I would also offer that to people in relationship, this is sometimes the most powerful move you can make. Because while your mind and your ego and your story can set up a lot of support, or I want to say proof, around wounding, around trauma, this trauma happened, and this is what this person did to me, and here are all the proof of what happened. And all of your friends and family will agree with you, and you will have a lot of proof but you will not be free and you will not be happy and you may have lost your relationship. You may have lost a love, a, 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 a relationship that is dear to you. And so you must forgive and forgiving is a release of that. Comes with you first to yourself. You cannot be uh, self-flogging yourself and um, hurting yourself on a continuous basis. Um, that is not an empowering energy. That is not an energy that you can move from. And this power of being able to let go, you have to make the decision to let it go in the moment and move to a new moment and create a new experience and so I would say that self-forgiveness is, is really one of the first and most important things um, that has to occur for true healing to 
um, be embodied, for us to be free of certain karmic patterns or our participation in certain events. And realizing and knowing and cultivating that connection to your spiritual nature. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Uh, We are not perfect individuals. And um, there are many, many reasons that we do things and we hurt people in our lives. But I'll tell you the surest way to not repeat these actions and not hurt people in your life is to know yourself, is to know who you are. And the first step of that is to realize and open up to the possibility, to the truth, that you are a divine being and you came here for your evolution to participate in this evolution, expansion, unfoldment of new and new levels, greater and greater levels of awareness. And uh, if you can forgive yourself and you can release these traumas, you can move forward and you can be the shining light and the example in others' lives, even people that you have hurt. They can see a new appearance of a new and more defined individual. You can serve as an example of somebody who misstepped and then was able to make their life right again. So I believe that when we are human beings, it's not about never making the mistake. It's not about never having trauma or experience challenge, experiencing challenges. It's about who do you become in the face of that? And when you are the perpetrator and you are the person who has done harm, um, it's maybe di- maybe more difficult, you know, maybe more difficult because you're living with that. Um, but I would say it's a worthy challenge and one that we all have to be willing to accept and willing to go through in order to become more and more of who we are, which is a divine emanation of God. We are spiritual beings having this experience. And so what is this experience here to teach us? And how can we rewrite the expression after the event? You know, how can we rewrite our life? What have we learned from that? What will we make sure that we care for so that we never... Uh, have to betray someone again or never find ourselves in that experience. And a lot of this comes with also communication and, and how you set up your life. You know, if you're in a relationship with somebody and it's a committed relationship and you're feeling uh, something falling, you know, out of alignment, um, you have to take responsibility, Did you know, to communicate, to address that, to not be in denial, not brush that under the rug until it gets to a certain level that you feel you have to go outside of the marriage or you, you feel unheard in the, ma- in the marriage and you've been unable to express that. So you're looking for that validation in another place. Um, you know, certainly I told you I've been married three times. My first relationship was a karmic relationship, abusive relationship, an extremely deep uh, teaching experience uh, where I honed a lot of my skills and my mastery and uh, almost ruined my life, could have ruined my life, Um, also could have ended my life. 
Um, and then I went through another relationship with my boy's father, which was an extraordinary experience of, uh, I would say, the romantic fairy tale of um, being rescued and um, a very masculine, feminine, um, idyllic kind of experience that was a magnificent union that, you know, my bo- both of my boys came into my life, you know, two of the most extraordinary beings that I've ever known. And I know that I've been with them for many lifetimes. And yet I woke up one day in that marriage and I had to leave. And no one could understand it. Uh, I had, everyone thought I was insane. I had, you know, the perfect life. I had, you know, I had the home. I had beautiful children. I had a life uh, that afforded me a lot of freedom, a lot of creativity. I could travel as I wished. I could basically do whatever I wanted to, both professionally, creatively, and financially. And... (laughs) for some reason spirit came knocking at my door and I just I I had to leave it's the most crazy thing like I still you know some for many many years sometimes I would catch my breath and I couldn't even believe that I had left and yet my spirit was calling me to greater and greater levels of life and so during that separation, you know, we tried our very best to do things in the most balanced way. We always put the children first. Um, we never, um, there was never a third party that took the children. One, one of us would have them and, and wanted them all the time. And I think we did a pretty good job getting divorced as divorced couples go. However, you know, there were many moments. So, you know, we didn't like the behavior of the other person, um, and we had to work very, very hard to keep that balance. Very, very hard. And there was a lot of letting go and a lot of forgiveness and a lot of moving on for the sake of the children. But even though we did that, you know, the, they have whatever scars children have from being divorced, you know, um, you know uh, that exists. So, and then, you know, coming into my relationship with Rich, as, you know, everybody knows, he's a recovering addict, and uh, we live with alcoholism, the disease, which is, you know, a part of life. And, um, uh, you know, it's a constant challenge and a constant um, process, I would guess. And, you know, maybe that's why some of you have enjoyed our podcasts, um, because we show that sort of, Difference in who we are. Um, But I would say that, you know, by the time I met Rich, and maybe that's my experience of two, you know, quote, failed marriages, which I I never ever perceive them as failures. Um, I perceive them as steps in my evolution. That's my choice, right? That's how I chose to see it. And I've tried to do everything in my life as much as I could in a harmless way. But I also know that, you know, I've hurt people in my life and I've disappointed people in my life. And um, that's part of becoming who you are. So I never in a million years imagined that I would be having a third marriage like the one that I'm having with Rich and... We're committed to transformation. We're committed to, um, 
you know, evolving and that process is changing and moving every single moment. It's not like a station of identity where all of a sudden you're like, okay, you know, we're here. It's always moving and changing and there's different dynamics. And um, I would say that knowing yourself is a very powerful support as you go through life and the practices of yoga and meditation and that connection uh, is really uh, the most important relationship. And if you have that relationship secured, then you can experience a sacred relationship with yourself, with your loved ones, with your partner, with your lover. Uh, however, it is a, what I want to say, it's a, it's like a project. It's in progress. That's what I want to say. It's in process. It's in progress. It's in process because it's always happening. It's always happening. And remembering that we can be reborn in every moment, just like this. That is a very real form of rebirth, bringing all of your awareness to the present. So if you're in the present moment, it's the haven from your trauma of the past, your memory, and it's your haven from your worry of the future, right? So if we can be in self-love, be in self-forgiveness, literally self-forgiveness, releasing the past completely, we can truly be present in the moment, in the gift that is the present moment. We all need to be forgiven. Everybody needs that benevolence of being forgiven. And consciousness forgives us eternally. There is no act you could ever do that would make you unlovable in the eyes of God, consciousness, the force, the universe. Nothing. There's nothing you could do. So there's no use. We don't need you to be um, flogging yourself or closing in on yourself. I feel it as an energetic, you know, we all know when we feel badly about ourselves or ashamed about ourselves, you can feel this kind of hardening, a closing in on the heart, a, a constriction, right? And we need to understand that we are loved simply for the fact that we exist at all. And you have to trust your life. You cannot second guess your life. You have to trust that if the circumstances in your life have led you where you are today and that certain events have happened with certain individuals, then it was all part of the play. It all had to happen in order for this specific outcome to be presented. So consciousness doesn't need you to hate yourself. Consciousness doesn't need you to punish yourself. And in fact, what we need is forgiveness, is to allow ourselves that forgiveness that is present for us always. You know, one of the attendees on uh, the Plant Power Way Italia retreat, Jackie, um, she's a beautiful, beautiful goddess warrior. She and her husband, David, they... Um, you know, they'd been through couple stuff, you know, things that couples go through and beautiful children. And 
you know, one of the things that they loved so much and experienced so much comfort from was the level of acceptance that they experienced on the Plant Power Way retreat and sitting next to me and sitting with Rich. Um, it's because we all go through that shit. Everybody goes through stuff. And um, it's important to have that relaxed, unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness, unconditional forgetfulness. And as we merge with our consciousness, that divine union, the divine sun that is always shining on all creation, we can relax. We can relax and know that divine mother's got this, right? She's got this. Like she doesn't need our little ego or mind to punish or to, you know, build trauma, build walls and arguments and proof around trauma. Um, she's got this. And if you can just relax into that release and give it to her, give her all of your trauma and all of your missteps and also give her all of your triumphs and everything you did great. Give her all of it and become a servant of the source. Then you can truly be in an expansive forgiveness that permeates all space and time and that will allow you to reconnect with this beautiful force from which you were created and will allow you to express yourself exactly in the specific, unique form that you are. Because we need you. We need you so much. And you are so loved. You have no idea. I hope you guys found that helpful. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I want to just mention, uh, it's kind of a little pre-pre-mention, but I just turned my book in to go to print. It's a lot of back and forth on these books, a lot of different editing uh, passes, but this Cheese is Nuts comes out on June 13th. Stay tuned. I'll let you know some exciting details about some pre-order um, information. Uh, so don't order it yet, um, but I'll let you know when, um, that would be amazing. I'm super excited to share that with you. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. And once again, I'm extremely grateful for your radiant presence in my life. Thank you so much for all your letters and all your messages. Um, it's amazing to be alive and to be sharing this space with all of you. So until next time, remember that even if no one else believes in you, that I believe in you to find your way home into living your most authentic life. How could it be otherwise? For you are a divine emanation of God. Have a beautiful week. Namaste. Beloved, you must be very near to me now. I've been crying. I'm dying. The rain comes down. Different story now. Each part of me in pieces on the ground.
darkness hails I'm so afraid Please help me Please help me to find 